Hello? Hi, it's Robert. Do you want to be on the show? Never call me again. Hello, welcome. My name is Robert, and this is Never Call Me Again. Our guest today is Carl D'Amico. Carl is a scenic detailed colorist that works primarily with pen and ink, liquid acrylic, watercolor, and some colored pencil. His inspiration for his drawings comes from his own photography, identifying as a mix between a realist and expressionist in his interpretation of scenic displays. Artist, photographer, husband, and father. Let's see if we can get him on the phone. Okay. Carl, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Welcome to the show. I appreciate your time today. No problem. Great. What um what have you been doing today? Well, um not really a lot. I I uh work on some writing that I've been up to lately and uh I I like to write and record my life and so I write uh just for my own sake. Nice, nice. So artist, writer, um, it sounds like you've got everything covered. Now, yeah. I know we talked a while back, and you told me th- that you have a showing coming up um, here in January, possibly? Yeah, I'll be uh, from January through March at uh, uh, Wines by Jennifer in Parkville. Nice, nice. She has a nice little art studio. It's downstairs, and they've got like a, a ton of wine oh, upstairs. That's, that's perfect. I, um, you know, we went to a show. I'm going to guess it was about two years ago. A friend of ours in Kansas City had a showing, and it was in the Crossroads area. And I forget the name of the place, but it was kind of the same situation. Of, I think it was a local winery, and. You know, they, they will display art, and it will be, I think, anywhere mm-hmm. from a month to three months um, in rotation. And so we went to her opening night. It was it was really nice. They had great wine, the great atmosphere. Her work was amazing. Um, she did a piece that was, she did one of the, she did a Western auto piece, and, and, and a lot of people have done it. I've done it. She's done it. Um, hers was amazing. You've done a few Kansas City pieces. Um You've done several of the um, Western Auto Building. Yeah, yeah. I I uh, go out now. Normally, what I do when I when I'm uh, doing photography uh, mixed with uh, my digital is that I like to go out on cloudy and rainy days because that's where. Uh, the least amount of shadows are, and so I can do the most with the piece, nice. uh, which allows me to uh, add digital work to it without having to to follow certain rays of light to come in on stuff. So the one that I, I just posted one today on Facebook, uh, it was uh, Western Auto, and it was a, a digital mix that I put together of this, of the building. I saw that. And that, that, that actually is the piece that I was talking about. And I've seen that piece, distant thoughts. Is that the piece? Yes. Yeah. I think it's distant yes. thoughts. Yeah. That, um, that's one, you know, we've actually, you sent that to me, uh, 
about a year ago. And I loved it then. I love it now. There was another piece. I'm actually, I'm on your website right now. And so I'm looking, um, where is it? I don't know if I can find it. There was a piece you did. I want to say it was 801. Um, yeah. Main street blues. It's not that one. Um, Oh, the, uh, the restaurant. Yeah. And yeah, it was interesting. You know, I looked at that piece this morning and I thought, you know, wow, did he, did he do this in the fog? How did he do this? Here it is. 801 in the rain. And it, it's really interesting because it almost looks like the background, everything except for the front end of the car, the 801 chop house sign and the headlights hitting the the pavement, everything else almost looks frosted. And, um, mm-hmm. I just thought, wow, that's really cool. You know, the last time we talked, we, we talked quite a bit about your website and, and about your work. And so after the conversation, you know, I, I was talking to Heather and I told her, I said, you know, well, I'm, I'm going to be talking to Carl and he's going to be on the show. He's going to be great. Um, and I talked to her a little bit about your work and told her, I said, you know, he's got a website. And so we went on, we looked and she is in love with some of your work. Um, your loneliness series um, is one that, you know, just, I think it just really kind of resonates with people. You know, I think, I think at one time or another, we've all, we've all felt these emotions. We've all felt alone, abandoned, whatever. Um, the right. two that stood out to us was all that is left and the simplicity of solitude. Um, these pieces uh, are me. just amazing. Thank you. You know, and I, I, that's the thing is I, I look at your work and I think half the time I'm thinking, how did he do this? And, and where did he get this photo? And, and, and that's the thing that I know about you is that you go out with your camera and you're just, you're everywhere all over the place. I think you guys recently went to Arkansas and, right. and so you're just taking photos and you're coming up with the most amazing angles. You take them back home. And then you just work a ma- there's this magic yeah. there, you know, you're shading your, you know, I just don't even know how you're doing it. Um, <clears throat> and, and it's interesting yeah. because your work is how we met. And so we, we are friends on Facebook. I, I followed you as an artist. I enjoyed your work and I, I eventually reached out to you. Um, because at that time, you know, I was brand new as an artist and, you know, and I'm looking at your work and I'm thinking, this guy's got to be selling stuff. And if he's not right now, he has been. And, and I really want to, wanted to kind of get an idea of what have I stepped into? How do I market myself? How do I become successful doing this? Is it even possible? And, you know, with, with, you know, any insecurities that I had, any doubts that I had, you were, you were so helpful. You, you were able to, to kind of mentor me and tell me, Hey, you know, this is, these are the possibilities. This is how you would go about achieving that. And, you know, it, it's not something that everybody is willing to do. Not everyone is willing to take time out of their day, out of, you know, their creative, you know, background and say, Hey, this is what you can do. This is how you can become you know, relevant and, and, and sell work, how you can market it, market work. And, you know, I appreciate that very much. Yeah. Um, I, I have this, I, I mean, my, my basic, um, heart 
in, in all that is that uh, I invested all this time to learn how to uh, sell art and how to be a part of the art community. And I don't feel like it's my uh, right to keep that knowledge or understanding that I have. I, I look to share it as much as I can. And, uh, so that's what my, my ultimate goal is. I, I go to art shows and I sit next to artists that are, I guess, new to the art community in, in Kansas city. And I will start talking to them about how are they doing? How are they selling? Do they have any ideas? And I will try to impart as much of of uh, what I've learned in them in the short time that I have with them because I feel like if one succeeds in art, we all succeed in art, and uh, we should share. We're we're a unique community, and we uh, should work together and not against each other. I guess is my ultimate. I agree, and I I think that's a really really good and really healthy way to look at it. Um, art really is a shared experience. You know, yeah. one of the things that, that we've talked about in the past is, you know, we talked a lot about your history and, and who you are and, and, and what your life has been like and what your journey has been towards becoming the artist and the person that you are today. Um, you know, in, in, in thinking about all of that, with with what we were just talking about, um, passing on that experience. You know, I, I'd really like to explore some of those things with you. One of the things that's really interesting to me is is when we were talking, you know, before about your work and, and who you are and and what it is you're you're wanting to accomplish in life as a person, as an artist, as a husband, as a father, as a friend, one of the things you said to me was that, you know, your art is, is, is essentially your legacy, and it gives you an opportunity to, to leave a smear of yourself, to leave that imprint, imprint that's lasting and says, this is me, I am Carl D'Amico. And, you know, what was so interesting to, to me about that, not necessarily at the moment, but, you know, a day or so later, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm replaying this conversation in my mind, and I'm, and I'm thinking about you, and I'm looking at your work, and I'm thinking... You know, here is the main difference between Carl as an artist and me as an artist. Um, and, and you as an artist and a lot of people as an artist. I think the one thing that really can make an artist successful is that they are willing to to expose themselves, put a huge part of themselves into their work. Their work is an expression of who they are. And, you know, honestly, I'm a really private person. And, and so you would think, um, if you're really private, you, you absolutely wouldn't become an artist and, and you certainly wouldn't start a podcast because both are going to be really revealing about who you are, how you think, and, you know, just everything. And, right. you know, I look back at some of my work and I look at some of your work and I think in my work, where am I at in this piece? Am I, am I here? Am I present? Um, is there, is there this connection that I see in other people's work? And quite honestly, it's not always there. I, I would love for it to be. Um, in some of my work, it really is. And, and the honesty is that it is not always there. And, and so, you know, I, you know, I don't work anymore. Um, 
You still do. And and that's yeah. what's interesting to me is you started out years ago, decades ago, with an interest in pottery. I mean, can you can you tell us about that? How that started, how that came about, what your just where you began? Yeah. Kind of what well, you did, um, where you are. I was uh I was uh, uh when I was very young, I was about twelve years old, my my dad died. And uh I had uh I'm the one of four siblings and my mother uh shortly after that she began to have what they called then nervous breakdowns and they would institutionalize her and eventually by the time I was 14 I was uh, homeless she couldn't hold on to the house anymore didn't have an income and so I found a place to live down on in uh, Babel Island down in Newport Beach where it was the back porch of a friend of mine's house and they put a cot out there for me and I went to high school which was about six miles away from there and I would just ride the bus every day and I had a ceramic teacher that one day he noticed that I was hanging around school and not really having any place that I looked like I was being constructive in. So he invited me to come over and uh, be a part of his uh, ceramics class. And so every day after work or after school, school ended about 2.30, from 2.30 till about 6, while he was working in his ceramics class, firing the ceramics and doing all the stuff that he was doing, getting ready for each day, I would sit and uh, sculpture and stuff, and he would give me kind of personal attention on how to how to do ceramics. And so I, for the next two years, because I was a sophomore then, so for my junior and senior year, I would just hang out at his uh, class. I would go in in the morning if I got to school too early, and I'd go over there and I'd uh, work on my uh, ceramic pieces and so such. And so when I graduated. I went to a junior college because uh, I had the, uh, my dad had left social security for us. And so I went to college that you had, in order to get social security, you have to go to college at that age. And so I went there, but I couldn't afford their ceramics class. What I did was I found out from a friend that they had a camera class that you didn't have to pay hardly anything to be a part of it, that they would lend you cameras and stuff like that. So I thought, well, you know, I'm kind of, I'll I'll try it. And so I went in there and I just fell in love with photography. And that was back in 1972. Wow. And uh, so ever since then, I've been just a real connoisseur of, I love to go into museums and look at their photography. Uh, you know, the, the high-end guys that did all the great works, and I don't know all their names. I just love to go watch and look and be a part of what they what they were doing and, and uh, learn from other photographers like Ansel Adams and stuff like that. But I couldn't afford a camera until probably, I would say, 80, 1980. And then when I got a camera, it was so expensive to 
you know, developed film and all that. I couldn't be a part of it. And so I, I dropped out, but I had this beautiful camera and I took a bunch of pictures, a bunch of roles. And I just learned it. I learned how to look at, at life through the eye of a camera. And uh, that was kind of my introduction to the art of photography. And I took pictures even though I couldn't develop them. I just liked the idea that I could look through a camera and see uh, things and frame things. And I, 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 I taught my wife how to look at, at scenery and frame it in the eyes of a photographer. And uh, so she's always, now whenever we go out on photo shoots, she's always, uh, you know, um, encouraging me to, to take pictures of certain things that she sees. And uh, she's really developed an eye of her own, which is really kind of cool. But that's kind of my history and all that. I'm, I'm looking right now, and so I'm still on your website. I am looking at your Heart of America piece. And... You know, it, it appears that maybe maybe it's a garage, maybe it's a back room of a house. I'm not sure what it is. Um, and so there's this there's this like built-in like bookcase type of thing back here. Um, okay, yeah. There's the yeah, chair. Yeah, yeah. There's so there's all of this, all of this <laughs> kind of you know everything from you know knickknackery to you know old plates, um, a gas can. There's all of these things that. You know, especially if you're if you're from a, a certain age group, there's there's things in here that you can you can look out look at pick Identify out and say, with, yeah. right? I remember these, and um, it's an interesting piece, and it, and it's an interesting title, Heart of America. There there shows so much history, so much nostalgia in this piece, and you know, and and so I think this is the difference between you know an artist um, and a photographer. I, I think sure. you know an artist like myself. I I tend to to paint what I see, and I and I absolutely see it in a way that you know someone else is not going to see it, and and, and the next person will see it differently than I see it. it photography. I, I really like what you said about seeing life through the lens, um, seeing the world through the lens. It um, you know photographers mystify me i i i actually have a, a pretty decent camera it's not a great camera but it it is definitely a good camera with the right lenses i i probably could do something amazing i i just am not mm. i'm not great at photography i've never yeah. been good at it um <laughs> i i look at your photographs i look at other people's photographs and i'm thinking how are they doing this they're they're catching this you know they're they're catching in a in a photo what I am catching in my paintings and my drawings and my sketches. And it is just unbelievable to me. This piece is really, really interesting. Um, huh. I, I just, I'm a fan of your work. And so Great. do you, do you, do you do pottery anymore? Is that, it, did it, did it just end in high school and, you know, or college? I yeah, it, it. it ended. It ended. I I uh, have an appreciation for it, but uh, you know, you, you want to if you're going to be a, a potter, then you're going to have to uh, dive headlong into it. And I've always been um, because I came from such a 
sparse background with money, I've been very stingy my whole life with what I, uh, what I take part in because if it isn't cheap, I don't want to do it. I understand. And so, no, it, photography, once you get your camera and your lenses, nowadays it's, it's really inexpensive to, uh, just develop right on your computer and, and do all your work there. And so, uh, it, um, it comes from my stingy background, I guess, on how I choose what I'm going to do. But, you know, pottery is expensive to do. You got to have a kiln. You got to have, you got to buy a constant group of uh, clays and you got to fire. I mean, they, those eight hour firings got to cost just an arm and a leg and fuel to, to be able to run those kilns. So I just didn't, I didn't follow it. Right. I liked it, but. I like it better other ways. Yeah, I and, and so you you um for a period of time and so now now you 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 predominantly it's, it's digital photography. For a time you you painted and you drew. Um I did. And you enjoyed some success with that um both professionally yeah. and personally. And what was the what was the first painting that you sold? You told me about it. I don't remember the name. Um, I did a, uh, picture of the Aspens in Colorado. That's right. And, um, it, uh, it was a, um, a very interesting piece because, uh, it took about 120 hours. And the reason that it takes, took so long was because what I did was I used a fine tip pen and ink and did the entire piece uh, in just that. And the reason that I used that was because um, I was uh, healing. I had back injuries, and I had a bunch of, of uh, times when I was unemployed, and, and uh, I had uh, problems with uh, my life that made it so that I needed to it and just uh, um, contemplate, I guess, contemplate my life. And right. so I, I chose to use uh, pen and ink, and primarily because uh, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't sit upright because of my back injuries. And so I had to hunch over a little bit. So I got a, a drawing table, and that's where I did most of my work was on this drawing table. And uh, I have pictures that I. I have of myself working on these pieces and um, I, it, it, when I did sell that piece, I sold it for like 500 bucks. And uh, I remember for the longest time after I, I sold that and still today, I still regret selling it oh. because it was a, a part of my soul that I let go. And even though I liked that somebody valued it, it was like letting something that was that was actually a part of you, letting it go and having somebody else put it in the house. I, it, it's it's an emotional thing, and I I for that reason don't often show my paintings. I I'm more I'm less attached to the photography than I am to the paintings. Right. So does that make sense? It it absolutely does. You know I. 
talked about this before that when I sold my very first piece, it was, it was that bittersweet of, I was really excited that somebody was interested and, and they wanted this piece and the piece really, it meant a lot to me. Um, and so someone contacts me and he's like, Hey, you know, I love this piece. Um, you know, I want it. Um, when can I get it? And I was ecstatic. I was just beside myself when I was packaging it, addressing it, and shipping it, I thought, man, I'm never going to see this piece again. You know, yeah. and, um, you know, it, um, you know, you're excited that you're selling it. You're excited that you're relevant. You're excited that your work is, is going to be somewhere. Um, Right. And then there's that sadness because there is that part of you that that is leaving. And and so for me that was one of those pieces that a lot of me went into that piece. Yeah. And so, you know, I definitely understand that. You know, I, I think it would I would love to see these photos of of you working on these pieces. I think those are amazing. You know, you see a lot of those on social media. People people today, um, Social media is everything. And so whether it's Facebook or YouTube or Instagram, you will see artists, um, you know, there. And so what they do is they video themselves working and, and mm -hmm. or there's great photography of them working, um, you know, and right, those are really, right. Those are really interesting. Um, I love photography. I, I would love to see some photos of you working um, and, to me, those, those just really, there's this nostalgia about it. There's this, you know, you're able to look at that and, and, and almost go back in time and, and, you know, really appreciate the work and, and see, you know, you know, where you're at on the piece at the time and, and, and kind of imagine where that piece is today. Um, yeah. do you, um, and so now what you do is it's predominantly your, your photography, your, your digital work. Um, that's what you do for, for the most part. That's what you, what you market, what you sell. Um, do you, do you think that you will, you will ever go back to painting? Do you think it will ever be what you do? Or? Um, I, I think that, uh, uh, painting is, uh, you know, it, uh, it took me, I would say about 15, maybe 20 years to learn how to paint the way that I wanted to. And uh, I think we talked a little bit about this before is that uh, um, what I did was I learned the tools and then I used those tools to apply what I want the picture to look like. And uh, I, I was uh, a very careful um, that I didn't try to hurry up to get a piece done or that I took the, um, the piece out to the furthest part where I felt like, okay, today I'm done. This is it. This is the last little corner that I'm going to do. And I'm going to call this piece finished. And, um, the reason I was so, uh, I guess, um, you know, whatever the, saying is that when you're when you're just you know really into detail 
um, ADHD or something like that. But I, I just, I really wanted my uh, pieces to express all the way down to the leaf of a tree. I would spend time uh, shading a, a leaf and coloring it so that it looked like a leaf. And the reason that I did that was because that's who I am. And that's what I enjoy. And I enjoy looking at a painting that, that I do, the, the way that I do it. And I learned those things from some of the, the greatest artists out in these museums where you get up and it doesn't matter how close you get to a painting. They've got every line and every uh, you know piece of furniture and little piece of flower and everything in the whole painting is extremely uh, lifelike. And so I, I kind of wanted to be that, but I don't want things to look lifelike, which is the, the difference. I want them to look almost surreal to where you look at it and you go, I'm I mean, I, I know exactly what I'm looking at, but those colors aren't anything that's really in that picture. And so I, I use colors and and uh, express myself through those paintings. And I have about about 60 paintings that I that I have. Wow. And um, I may only show maybe half a dozen of them a year. Right. And they're just sitting in my in my room, but I really want to leave those for my family because that tells my story to them. And then they can do what they want with them once I'm gone. Yeah, it's definitely understandable. I, um, you know, like a lot of artists, um, I, I own more of my work than anybody else does. And so, so mm-hmm. our house is just packed with my stuff and, I, I, I desperately want most of it gone. I would love to replace it with other people's work. Um, there are so many people that, mm. that you know, I, just, I admire their work. I, I think it's amazing. And I definitely would love to, to get rid of some of my stuff and, and, and hang some other people's stuff up. I've got a couple of pieces in my office that I really like in their paintings. And, and, and painting is the one area that I really struggled with. Um, I didn't really have the time to to really cultivate the skill, and mm-hmm. so all of my paintings are early paintings. Most of my work was was digital, and um, mm-hmm. so those two pieces, I you know, I will absolutely keep. Um, Heather really likes one; I like both of them, um, and those are just pieces that will always be here. Um, the rest of them, you know, I would love to rehome them. I would love to hang some other people's work. We, um, mm. Heather, Heather wants some of your work, and so we've looked at some. We've looked at some things, and we are we are in the process of deciding which pieces we're going to we're going to acquire. But we we definitely need to have some of your work in our home. Um, we're actually planning on, you know, conditions conditions allowing. Um, pandemic's not mm-hmm. too, you know, maybe there's a vaccine and things are kind of raining in a little bit. We're, we're actually really excited about your show and we're interested in attending that. Um, we, yeah, now that would be, it'd be difficult for you because uh, we've been there and it's all stairs. 
So. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't. You did say that. It, well, it's downstairs, and yeah, yeah. Huh. You gotta go downstairs, upstairs. You can't. You can't get into the art part of it without uh, having to walk. So it, right. It would yeah, difficult. that that would be an issue. Um, well, you know, um, <clears throat> maybe she could go and Facetime me and and show me what you've what you've done. I uh, we now, we went. Go ahead. Well, I know that uh, um, at a Union Station they have the Fringe, which is uh, where a lot of people, a lot of local artists and and uh, national artists come, and they show their work for about uh, three three weeks during the summer. That would be more of one that uh, I would recommend because it's easy to get in and out of there. And, and will your work be there? Yes, I, awesome. I'm. Uh, I'm always a part of the Friends. They're a, a favorite, uh, just a favorite show of mine because it gives us three weeks and we're in uh, Union Station. It's air conditioned, so I don't melt in the heat. And right. uh, you know, I can sit there for you know four or five hours and and uh, talk to people about art all day, which is wonderful. So, and that would be awesome. But the good thing about Union Station is that you know you've got people from all over the country coming through, and so you know we've um, yeah. Heather's taken the train to Chicago and back a few times, and so you know you always get there early, find your spot, and there's always people milling about, and so you know the the possibility for exposure, um, you know, on a national level is, is pretty good. Yeah, you know the thing is 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 you know. I too, I love the museum like you do, and I go and I have I have very specific artists that that I go and I seek out. There are, there are pieces that have been there forever that I absolutely have to see every time I go, and you know, and so obviously most of these people are no longer with us. A lot of these you know works are a couple of hundred years old or more. You know, it it, it is amazing to be able to sit down with an artist that you really like and just connect with them and have some conversation with them, whether it's about their work, about, about anything, just to be a part of that. Um, you know, and and if you get it, and if you, if you, if you buy a piece, then, you know, obviously you always have that artist there with you. Um, you know, and 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 one of the things you were talking about earlier was that I, uh, I've done now working on a series and, I haven't completed it yet, but the series of loneliness. And so um, what that gives us is that it gives you a, a, a point of contact that people can identify with the, the image having something to do with, with attitude, with personality, with uh, your character, with how you see things. And, you know, there are, um, uh, writers out there that that you know write incredible things that I love to read, and there's uh, you know there are pictures that you look at you can just get lost in, and so what I've been trying to do in my loneliness series is use where I'm at in my in my heart and in my attitude, having been forced to stay home for a year, year and a half, and what does that make me feel, and how do I uh, deal with uh, depression and, and deal with joy and deal with anxiety and deal with uh, excitement and things like that as a person all by myself. 
And so that's what I'm trying to convey in that series. And this is the first time that I've really done, uh, I guess it's an attitude series, a Mm -hmm. feeling series. I've done series on on, uh, old dilapidated trucks and on farms and on uh, water shots and stuff like that, but never an attitude. So this has kind of been a new thing for me to do a whole series of how I feel about life. Yeah, I'm. You know, as you're as you're talking about this, I'm I'm actually looking at your loneliness series now, and one of the pieces that I really like, I I, I had mentioned earlier, all that is left, the simplicity of solitude. I also really like coffee talk, and 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 from that, you know, based on what you're saying, it it kind of makes me think about, you know, there is this loneliness that we're feeling right now, this this separation from you know, everything that is normal and has been such a huge part of our lives. Um, and, and what's interesting is with this, this loan or this coffee talk is that, you know, there are three birds and they're sitting on a, a little outcropping from the water and it looks like a rock. And so they're, they're this, they're having this conversation and they're in this very, you know, small kind of, area there's really nowhere to go except for to fly away you can't just walk off and and that's kind of how we are right now is if if you if you do live with other people you that is your social circle um right and so your your everyday human connection is those people that are right there within your home or you know maybe your zoom calling or or whatever it is you're doing to to reach out to people you know the thing is is yeah. and it's uh, and i think it's it's amazing that you're doing this work and you're and this is the basis for the work i i think a lot of times people don't always realize how sensitive and how emotional artists are and how much of ourselves is expressed in our work or or whatever it is we're doing, whether it's photography or, or pottery or, you know, now you're writing, um, you've been so busy, you know, it, um, it amazes me that, you know, you have, you have been working as an artist for as almost as long as I've been alive. I was born in 70. And so you were, you were kind of, you know, up and at it in 72 and I'm thinking, you know, this is my lifetime. And so, yeah. you know, one of the things that's mentioned on your on your website here, let me get back to it. It um let me go right there. Um, your website, by the way, is so much better than mine was. Um I really like it. Um recently in the past few years I've become a professional in the trade of fine art and photography. I've always been an artist and photographer, but have now only begun to openly show it. This is my life work. And it truly is work of a lifetime. I mean, so much of of who you are and who you've been, who you've become, what your struggle has been, you know, what we as a, as a world are going through right now with this, this disconnection that we have, um, so many of these things appear to be represented in your work. And, and I think that probably is, is what makes you so amazing. I think the other thing, you know, kind of the, the whole point of this podcast is, is the fact that we are also alone. We are not talking. 
we are not communicating. We, we are so divided and have so many differences of, of opinion and ideals right now. Um, I just wanted to talk. I wanted to listen. I wanted to, to bring out the one thing that we all have that is the most important thing we have to give, and that is our story. Um, sir, your story is amazing. Um, I, I hope that we, we get to talk again soon. I want to, um, I want to reference your website. Um, and so what I will do is at the conclusion, of all of this, I will put your, um, website down in my show notes on the podcast. And so when, when someone listens, they can go down into the show notes, your website's right there. They can click a link and access it directly. I really want people to be able to put your work with your voice, with your story, and really get a sense of the man that you are, the artist that you are. Um, can you uh, can you share your website? What's the address? So it's uh, C K D A M I C O. The number four, art, A-R-T, dot com. That's exactly what I have. And so I am going to put that in the show notes. We're going to share that. Um, okay. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not so much looking forward to your show in, in, um, at the wine place because obviously I won't be able to attend, but I will um, be at the, at the Union Station one. Um, definitely be looking for you at Fringe. I appreciate so much you, you talking to me today, you sharing your story, you sharing your work, your passion. Carl Diumeco, no thank you very much. Thank you, Robert. You All have right. a really good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye, sir. Bye.